And good Monday morning to you. Thank you for joining us today on to Telestai. Last week we began a new series that we're going to be looking at over the next several weeks. Moses, Jesus, and the last days. And we're starting out looking at the last days. What did the apostles, what did Jesus mean? When we find this term and this phrase used in the New Testament, the last days. And we're discovering that the apostles were actually saying that something was coming to a close. Something was coming to an end. There was a specific covenant, the Mosaic covenant, and in particular, priesthood, temple, and sacrifices. All that was over. Something was becoming obsolete and something now had replaced it, the new covenant. And so we're continuing to talk about what these guys understood. And even the prophet Isaiah, as we saw on Friday, was pointing to a time when the word of the Lord would go forth from God's living temple of living stones to the world and bring the good news of the Messiah. So let's get back into the message the last days. Jerusalem temple was built. It was demolished several different times. And finally in 70 AD, boom, that was it. It's done for. It was over with and taken away. The church, the body of Christ, according to Paul in Ephesians 2.20, is eternal. It is God's house now. We are his house. The house of the Lord that has not been built with human hands by the Spirit of God, and nothing can destroy it. Not the Romans, not sin, not Satan, not even death. Jesus said, Matthew 16, I will build my ecclesia, and the gates of Hades itself won't prevail against it. It will never be destroyed. Isaiah says here that this whatever he's talking about in the last days is going to be chief, most important, it will never be destroyed. And then he says the nations will come streaming into it. Go therefore and preach the good news to what? All nations. Why? So they can stream into the house of the Lord. They can stream into it. What did John see in Revelation 21 and 22? This glorious city that we know he said, is the body of Christ. The kings of the nations are bringing the glory and the honor of the nations into it through the gates of the city. They're streaming into it. Just like Isaiah said, they would. They will stream into it. The nations, if this is a physical temple, the physical temple was reserved for what people? Jews. It's not the physical temple. It's the mountain of the Lord. The mountain that the writer of Hebrews says, we've come to now. We're the house of the Lord. And the nations are streaming into it. When? In the last days. When there's something that's transpired, has taken place, and something has faded out, and something has replaced it. Every one of those signs has been fulfilled. It's been taken care of. It has taken place through what Christ did we have flourished as the body of christ from the jewish roots as paul said that we've been grafted into that tree the olive tree we flourish from those jewish roots and jew and gentile now have become one body in the messiah the church has endured persecution 
The church has had the nations from all over the earth streaming into it since the time, the day of Pentecost. They're coming in. The last days are the days of the new covenant. Fading out of the old, the coming in of the new. Now someone would ask, well, are there no last last days? Yes, there are. There are last days. And we are not told a whole lot about that in scripture concerning the last, last days. We're told a great deal about the last days that the new covenant's referring to. And the streaming of people and the gospel and Christ and all of those things. But we're not told a whole lot about the last, last days. But we do know, as we saw when we studied in Revelation, remember, the binding of Satan that took place in Revelation chapter 20, that binding was a specific binding, and that binding was so that he could deceive the nations no more. That was it. Satan is not locked away in some prison somewhere right now. He has been bound since the resurrection of Jesus from being able to hold the nations in darkness and captivity. He's bound from doing that now. Why? So the gospel can go out to all the nations and they are free now to stream into the temple of God, the church. They're free to do that. But then John also tells us that there's coming a time when he's going to be loosed for a little season. And he's going to be loosed for the purpose, he's loosed for the purpose to make war against the people of God. That we know is the last, last days. We know that John tells us that he gathers up his, his forces in the world and his people to make war against the camp of God, the city of God, the people of God, which is the church, Jew and Gentile from every nation. There's going to be a time of great Hardship and persecution and very, very difficult time for believers. There's no doubt about that. But it doesn't give us a lot of details about how that, all that's going to look. It's just, we're just aware that he's going to come and he's going to be full of rage when he does it. But it, then John tells us that Christ is going to suddenly appear and he's going to destroy that uprising and put it down once and for all. And Satan will be judged false religion, false governments, and the leaders of those things will be judged, and then he will establish his eternal kingdom. When is that going to be? I don't know. Jesus did say you live on alert. You'd be aware of things that are happening, certainly around you, but that's not to be your focus. Long for my return. He could come back today. He could come back any moment. That's up to him. But the fact of the matter is, you and I are living in the most glorious age in the history of the world. The age of the Messiah now. That started 2,000 years ago. Under a covenant that is the most wonderful, most glorious thing beyond our wildest dreams Boggles the mind at what God has done in this new covenant for us. Boggles the mind. And when you we get into this in a few weeks, it will blow you away at you, you, you who are in Christ. How God sees you, how God views you, and what God has done in you, and who you are right now. Oh my goodness, it will blow you away. Of what Christ has done. This age that we're living in right now 
is what Moses and the prophets were all pointing to. They were all longing for. This is what Jesus said when Abraham, Abraham saw my day and rejoiced in it. Even Abraham, where he was at 4,000 years ago, had a peak in his relationship with God and the covenant that God had made with him. So what difference does it make? Well, if you and I are looking at the last days, the way most people currently think about that phrase, first of all, you're constantly looking for signs. Constantly looking for signs of Jesus coming back in the, in the tribulation, getting ready. To, oh my goodness. Constantly doing that. Which in turn leads people to live very frantically most of the time. Frantically. Not at peace. But frantically. Constantly scouring the news. Rather than the word of God. And then trying to take news pieces and take the Bible and make them fit. News stories. So many today are living just that way. You know what? trying to fit so much into the scripture and make things come together when all we have to do is walk with God. As Jesus said, be alert and be aware, but walk with God. He'll take care of all of those other things. We simply need to be about the business of the kingdom, of seeing people coming to know Christ as their Savior, as their Lord, discipling people, helping them grow in maturity and develop into intimacy with Jesus and becoming people of love, making a difference in this world by loving God and loving their neighbor as themselves. We will conclude this message tomorrow. Moses, Jesus, in the last days, the last days, when we get back together again, may the grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be yours in fullest measure.